right. Welcome, everyone, to episode eight of Original Marketing. We are very excited to be with you today. We got a couple awesome segments, some good conversation kind of lined up for you, and uh, excited to be here. Now, Brady and I got lunch and prep for this, and we came into the, the podcast room, and all our best content is always when the mics aren't running, I've found. Yeah, but it happens. Brady was telling me that he believes... Uh-oh, what did I say? And my wife believes this too. Vehemently. That the advertisers are listening to us. Yeah. I I don't I can't buy well, it. Well, what's crazy is I just like don't you think there'd be some massive lawsuit you or would. this big news story? And like I've tried I've Googled it, right? I've yeah, done some research no and there's like nothing out there. Yes. But I did watch a guy's YouTube video where he doesn't own any pets. And he didn't do any browsing around like pet food, anything. And he just had conversations with his wife around his devices. And then he was getting display ads for pet food and toys. So, so that, I, that was like the closest thing I've seen to proof. And then I've obviously had like crazy examples. So what happened today? This is not kind of how it came up. Yeah. Garrett's telling me I need to get healthier and more fit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit, frankly, true. We were talking about it at I a was, high level. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I hop on, I was actually looking for like videos for commercials prepping for this. And my YouTube ad was some health, like protein, caffeine type powder. And the example was a guy surfing. And we talked about how I've been surfing a little yeah, bit. The, the, the premise of the stories were good. We're both in our thirties. I've got three kids under three and my body finally went through that change where you're like, you don't work out. You notice you actually start gaining weight. You're getting a little lethargic. You're losing energy. You pull a muscle. You can't recover. Brady, he's a perfect human specimen. And so I'm just trying to Far from that. warn him that's that drink, if you get injured. I drink my diet coke. <laughs> but if you get injured right now, it's going to be a lot harder to recover if you don't like proactively start you know, investing some money in your health. Yeah. And we did that whole conversation. He comes in the office and he surfs. We're talking about surfing. He gets a surfing ad now. Yeah, it was like a surfing, surfing, but it was like a protein powder, get healthier type ad. Here's my take on it. Now, it's completely unsubstantiated and completely magical, but that's what's beautiful about running a podcast and having a YouTube show. It's just hot takes. Yeah. So here's my hot take. Apps on your phone are listening to you. And then they sell that data to the ad platforms. But I don't think yeah. the I think the ad platforms have washed their hands of it. So I don't think YouTube's listening. But I do think that YouTube buys data from someone who might be listening. But I don't know if you're allowed to have an app on the Apple store if you're listening to people like I don't know. Like I think that's against the law. That's where well, yeah, the stuck. new all the Facebook stuff. That was a big thing was the sharing data between apps and Facebook and ads and tapping into that as right. a business. You can't do it anymore. I don't know. I mean, I've... But people are convinced of this. They'll be like talking about Yeti coolers. Dude, and no, they... I've talked about Frisbee golf at lunch. It was a work lunch. We were talking about Frisbee golf and I got an Instagram ad for Frisbee golf. Now, I don't know. I know. But is that just because of recency bias? In other words... I don't think so. I, it's just, it was such a... I, I use that as an example. Because you're a persona. Like, look at you. You could play some serious Frisbee golf. Like I mean, you back look, in the day, sure. You look like a guy who plays Frisbee golf. I had golf. a whole set. I had like the <laughs> see? offset. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like overhead throw. What if you're just the ICP, baby, and it's no, totally random? I mean, that was the only time I've ever seen. Well, it goes against the whole like recency bias thing. Like maybe I do see it. I just don't notice it. That's my point. 
people are like, oh my god, I'm I talking know. about I'll insurance. I'll send you the YouTube video because I thought it was a good example. Oh, actually, Riley can put the YouTube video Brady's referring to into the show. Yeah, right check the link now in the description. Riley's our new producer. Well, now I have to find it. So everybody can say hi to Riley. Well, it's kind of hard for you to say hi, but he's here and he's going to be on camera in the future. And he's essentially going to be bringing all of the show to life. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be awesome. I think you all are going to get a lot more like value out of us maybe talking about advertising we love if you could see the ad. So that's kind of the yeah, angle. Helpful. Helpful. You all have great imaginations. We know. <laughs> and we're going to send him kind of everything we talk about today. So it'll kind of be like a B version of the future. And in the future, we're going to have an A version show for y'all to tune into, relax, enjoy yourself, and hopefully be inspired by marketing and fall more in love with it. That's really what we want to do. Yeah. So you don't think they're listening just to wrap this one up? No, I don't think they're listening. There's too much risk for them. I I can just imagine like good morning America and every (laughs) mate, like it would be that big of a story. You'd have like Michael, is Michael Shanahan? Shanahan? Who's the ex NFL guy? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But you're going to have every morning show talking about this, every nightlight show, every, Instagram account, F Jerry. I, I mean, everybody is going to be talking about this if it went because everybody believes this. That's a, like even the like that one YouTube video I keep referring to. I'm surprised there's not more like that. Maybe because it's not real or because they take it all down because it is real. <laughs> I don't know. I would just say like if Facebook, Apple or Google, the big three. Yeah. were listening to us. You'd have every Congress member, Senate member, news channel, Instagram account. Everybody would be going God, crazy. No, I mean, you give access to your microphone. And when you do that, you think it's because. When well, do you give access to time out, though? Time out. No, because it makes stories and stuff. Like if you're filming yourself to post and you want your sound on it, that requires access to the microphone. So that's why I think. During active use, I don't think they're tap. They, what you would be essentially saying. people are saying, actively using it as you're talking. I know. But what you would be saying is that Google, Facebook, and um, who's the other one? Google, Facebook. Because Meta. I mean, yeah, Meta because Instagram's Alphabet, a big one. TikTok. TikTok. You're telling me that they all have the world's largest wiretapping surveillance conspiracy in the history of America and the world. And we just unknowingly are going about it like plebes. Yeah, because we don't swipe up. That's the whole thing. They say like just because you lock your phone, you don't close your apps. You, you have to swipe no, up to close your apps. Is BS. You know what it doesn't say? It hurts your battery. I do, to uh, close the app? Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm addicted to swiping up too because I think it saves battery. But I've heard it actually hurts battery. I'm just saying the whole like while in use could technically maybe be if the app is still open. I, 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 mean, I believe but, it isn't like Amazon buying Roomba so they can get square footage data in homes. Wasn't that a thing? Yeah, but you could. I don't think so because they could just buy the square footage data from the MLS. I don't know why you need the Roomba. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, you could just there's always like floor, why the Roomba yeah, data there's already would be better than data that they could acquire and they already have. I'm that's sure. interesting. On the MLS API, you could do the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I get what you're saying, but we digress. We have a show today. That wasn't a segment. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was. I, I, I'm gonna look more into it. That's our introduction for y'all. Is just I don't I don't think they're listening. Brady does. Yeah. Last time I checked, there's nothing out there like definitive about it. That's what I told my wife. I said, if you believe it so much, prove it to me. And then everybody kind of just gives up. Yeah, but you can't prove that it's not happening. 
So I know. And then they go the next day, they, they take their phone and they're like, look, I've never even searched or thought about this. And they show it to you. And then you're like, I don't know what to say either. Cause I do believe you that you weren't like Googling Purifina dog food. And now all you're doing is getting Purifina dog. I'm just going to see what I have right now. You're going to, okay, you, I'm going to do a scroll. You do a scroll and let's see if any of the stuff I'm gonna we get talked an about. ad for social listening. I know. I just got like I got golf. a palm. I got a golf polo. I got a golf polo after saying I am that is wearing not a, why. It's a polo you golf every weekend <laughs> under my sweatshirt. That's brilliant. I'm I'm looking right now. I I am not seeing. I'm seeing mostly ads that are un- irrelevant or retargeted. Is. Like I went to Best Buy. I saw a Best Buy ad. I'm getting this random like Shacktoberfest. Don't know why that Vesta board brighten your day. It's like all these squares and you can like write a sign on it. Probably because yeah. we're talking about the podcast room and I'm decorating. You, man, there's nothing on here. I didn't get anything. We're talking about the here. podcast room and decorating. I'm two for two. Let me see what my third ad is real quick. You're probably literally just truly seltzers. They just know you, dude. I'm just telling you, you're a persona type that fits these brands. Yeah. I mean, the truly seltzers, truly seltzer is just my demographic. That is the definition. Of your you know, we were talking smoothies for breakfast at lunch. Truly seltzer, close enough. <laughs> See now, we're, right? This is the problem with it. This is definitely the <laughs> no, problem. Those are all stretches, <laughs> but the the frisbee golf has always stood out to me as one example, just because that ad was so random. I do think it was that random, and it was so random it stood out to you. I don't know. And if the there's... other one is when we were having a, a debate around like Tapatio versus Cholula. At lunch, and I got a Tapatio ad. Of course that you day. did. You like you're a dude who puts Tapatio on things. No, but like I've never gotten that ad before. I just think it's quinketing. That I'm aware of, right? Quinketing. I totally. I'm with you. You see a new car, you then see it all dude, over the road. I've been noticing the GMCs been, everywhere. Yeah, you just got bought one, and now you see it everywhere. And there's been the same amount. There's this heavy whole duty time. trucks all over the place. I never even noticed one in my life. That's what I think. It's the recency bias. I'm I know. Sorry. I noticed the price of diesel today for the first time because I knew you bought that truck yeah that's what i'm trying to say dude our brains have limited capacity i know and we get focused on something and then we all just blame it on a conspiracy and it just blends in with the people listening and it's just tough to decipher i I, a thousand percent (laughs) now (laughs) yeah just so you just we're both just gonna like ditch work and grind on this research this is all yeah like companies going to crap we haven't grown in a while (laughs) we will find out the world's burning around us clients are unhappy but we come back to not like like, competitive they're listening (laughs) oh man all right so today we're gonna do advertising jealousy yep so brady what kind of like what what's been making you jealous what's been inspiring you what kind of marketing advertising just What's really stood out to you lately? Yeah, so I think I'm on this theme of kind of higher level examples, but it is what stood out. And so today I want Wait, to talk. So you just didn't do any research and you're no, not going to do No, I do research specific. around it. I look into like <laughs> the market, the revenue around it. I have data on my phone. All right, all right. Bring it down for me. I want to talk about in-game purchases. Okay, like are we talking Fortnite? Or are we yeah, talking Fortnite's a good example. Mobile apps, like, because there's different types. Yeah, there. I would say mobile apps and Fortnite, like, bucking it all together. Because, like, Farmville's big. Correct. I want to do one be. more clarifier. In, is this soft games you don't purchase or you do purchase? So these are... Or does I, it not matter to you? It's more of the in-game. So it's not like the purchase of the game itself. Because some games, though, have a complete in-game only yeah. monetization strategy. Yeah, they're with, free to play. Like, a, the like Fall Royals. Guys, Apex Legends, Fortnite. But you buy these skins. If you don't know what a skin is, it's pretty much a costume. 
it's so weird to me wears. too, by the way, because it doesn't affect performance at all. It, it somehow it's a billion dollar industry. So there were games that you were like paying to win, is what the gaming the world was I calling like. it. Those pay to games. win. I like those games, but the market was just like really kind of shitting on that concept. So I think those like Activisions and EAs have kind of taken that away from the model because of how much the gaming market. Oh my friend, disliked not true. It. Which games? I'm hardcore FIFA Ultimate team player. I've been playing for almost five years. So what do you pay for to I established do better? my club in 2018. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm running a full-on club with the mobile app. Yeah. Right now I'm not. I'm in between seasons, but the new season's about to launch. And I okay, here's what's crazy. How do I say this? I have enough disposable income that I can spend it on the game and it doesn't affect my life. Yeah. My team stinks, Brady, and I am not spending a small amount of money, unfortunately, on these games. So what? So that means it's not pay to win. It is, but I'm not so even. So why spending. does your game still stink? Because I'm telling you, when I show up, I've got your a team. Good, I've got a good team. Yeah, yeah. And I'm spending hundreds of dollars a month. I'm going to be honest. With you. <laughs> I have a good team. I'm spending <laughs> hundreds of dollars a month. I'm like a C, bro. Like I because people are paying more. Oh, they. I look at these teams because there's a okay. So you don't know about. Give me an example. Like, what do you pay for? I, I'm. Oh, it's a full. Like, are you stock buying market. cleats or no, are you buying no. players? I'm buying players in the transfer market for real money, and their values go up and down in the season, dude. It's a live stock market that I am playing. <laughs> oh, you would get addicted. Yeah, you would no, like. I'm gonna this. stay away from that. No, no, no. So this is a live market, and then all every game, the player ratings change. So if you get a guy and he starts playing poorly, his values go down. As they introduce new players or cards to the game, you have to time up your buying, oh, your selling. I can buy low, sell high. It's a real stock market that I'm actively running, like my own football club, on my phone 24-7. So could you make money on it? You can't sell your team. No, there's no way to make money. So you could you purchase a player because they're doing well, so they're expensive. But I can't buy the player. This is where it gets unique. I can buy the packs and more expensive packs have higher likelihood. Higher chances of. of so it's yeah. a gambling and it's team management all on your phone and on the Xbox. And I'm fully hooked. But you can't once you buy it, you can't flip it like you can't sell. No, I sell the players, but I can't sell my club. I'm sure there's a black market for it. So you could. Can you like make your own pack and then put a, that pack on the no, market? And no. then it's all EA's world. I'm just living in it. <sighs> so and then they so they drop the packs. Yeah, I put a couple hundred bucks down. I open a bunch of packs. It's super fun. And then I build my team. But I might buy like, let's say I put $100 down on packs. I might only get one player that's good enough to be on my bench. Mm -hmm. The rest of them I'm selling on the transfer market. And so I'm having to buy players, sell players, build up my coins, then try to sell my whole (laughs) club to buy the new guy. So I'm very familiar with this world you're talking about. And can you so the coins you use to buy these packs, could you technically grind out like certain modes in the game and get yes, those coins yes you could so okay. the other okay. way okay. people so i essentially like games that allow me to use maybe what my advantage is compared to a 12 year old yeah but then I'm the hours it takes to get those coins versus they your have the hourly hours and rate I have the money right and so yeah. i can use money they can use hours both parties can like build their clubs yeah the guys who have money and put the hours in <laughs> their teams are nutty it's like if you played Fortnite in like your world in a game you know, or what game you play? Uh, Apex. Okay. It's like if you could play Apex, but somebody was spending two grand a month on all their guns and they could essentially- yeah, the, 10 more bullets because they paid for it kind of thing. Yes. That's what I'm yeah. doing. 
So it ain't apples to apples in this game. It's apples and oranges and the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Yeah. But I love it. But technically, you don't have to pay to get that. It just speeds up No, you could actually be good at the game. I know I'm not good. (laughs) I don't have enough time. So I make up for my lack of talent by spending more money on packs. That's what I'm jealous of. They got you paying. I I do. Gladly. I I call it my golf budget because I don't golf anymore. And the amount of money you spend on golf, I spend on FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) I mean, I fell into it. It was a couple months ago. I was playing Fall Guys. That's the one where you jump around and you have to like. It's kind of like Squid Games. Yeah, but it's like crappy graphics, but people still love it. I mean, it's different graphics. They're pretty good. You go away. Time out. I've it's like these the floppy bean guys. And they jump on the stands. Yeah, and there's obstacle courses and last one standing like moves on to the next round. Okay. But you can, there's all these costumes. The skins is what they're called. Okay. And I was a little drunk and it was like 1 a.m. And I was waiting for someone to download the game. So I was shopping the store and I dropped like seven bucks for like headphones and a fanny pack. But it didn't affect your performance. No. I see. That's different. Well, I was pretty confident. Imagine how much money you would pay though if you could jump higher in Fall Guys or something for only a hundred bucks. See, I don't know if I'd play that game. You really loved it? Yeah, maybe. If it had a transfer market where you could Yeah, if I was like that passionate about it, like you're super passionate about soccer and it's a very like robust, sophisticated game about owning your own club. It's the big, it's the most, it's the, I think it's the biggest moneymaker game in the world. And so it's pretty like, and then all it changes every week. So if City has a good game, like Manchester City is my favorite team. I watch all their games. Mm-hmm. If they have a good game on Wednesday, they're going to release like a special card for whoever scored the most goals or something. Yeah. And then I got to have that card because now it's the best card in the game. So you try to open all the packs. You never get the card. It's like going to Vegas, but it's on your phone. It's dangerous. Brady. Yeah. No, I've seen there's like CSGO, it's Counter-Strike. It's a similar thing. There's like packages of guns and there's rare ones in it. And people are paying money to open up these MLB boxes. shows the same way, but you can buy the players in MLB show. So I could buy the coins. I can't mm-hmm. buy coins in FIFA. I can buy packs, which I can even sell for coins. In MLB show, you could buy the coins. So I wanted my trout. So I put like 100 bucks in it and I bought my trout. Damn. So that's like... So, but tell me, like, what, what makes you interested? Like, why are you jealous of it as an advertising concept? I'm missing that part. Yeah. So, you know, it reminds me of like influencer marketing a little bit. So I was mainly focusing on the aesthetic purchases, less the performance side. Okay. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. so there's like, I mean, I'm not a kid. I'm yeah. 30 years old and I still did it for fall guys. Right. But like these kids are, you know, that's how they're hanging out with their friends. They're showing up in the form of these characters and they're playing these games together and they're paying money to almost like show off. Yeah, it's their hobby. What they look like in a video game. Well, it's just like when you show off your new cleats, when you're a 12 year old, you buy new cleats. These kids are buying new skins. Yeah. Right? But I mean, I was talking like NFTs. This came out of nowhere. It's like, this is the original NFT. They're just not unique. Like anyone can buy them. I'm sure they would do like, this is a one out of 10 skin for a person that just like was losing their mind with you. saying. Yeah. Comparing that. Yeah. I'm sure they're completely different. Whatever. <laughs> but no, they're digital assets. Yeah, yeah they are. Right. They are. Digital assets with that anyone could own, which so. a lot of people would say there is no use case. But, you know, technically there is. But yeah, I'm just I mean, Fortnite, one of the stats was their revenue. And this is a free to play game. So you can play Fortnite for free okay. with no advantage if you pay or not. Download it from the App Store for free. Yeah. 2021, they made almost six billion. All from people buying these in-game aesthetics isn't that like see like okay in 2018 i did not do what i'm doing in 2022 yeah so i didn't used to spend very much in the game but it was all my money and i was disciplined mm-hmm. 
do you feel like this is an issue for, I mean, the broader society? And like, I guess I'm trying to see where's your angle with this? Because yeah, I know it's cool and they make a bunch of money. But like, what's the marketing and ad angle in your mind? Like, is it how they're driving the purchases? Is it why? Like, I want you to break that down for me. I just think it's a fascinating marketplace. Okay. Like the the market cap is insane. The value of the market's only growing. Yeah. Uh, like the in-game purchases and revenue, like the projections for 2025 are in the tens, hundreds of billions. And so the marketplace itself is all digital. Yeah. Yet it's becoming as large as like just normal fashion. And no, no cost of entry. So literally, if you already have the platform, like the Xbox or a computer, right? Because you play these games on a computer too, correct? Yeah. So at this point, almost everybody has, and they can play on the phone, some of them too, I believe, right? Yeah. A lot of it, like the growth of Fortnite or Fall Guy, like mobile is becoming very large. I was looking at those yeah. revenue statistics. So I think for me, it's like thinking about supply chain and actually manufacturing goods. Like sure, you do need a developer to develop these aesthetics in a game to purchase like it is a and they do promos with like travis scott too right that's where i think it gets yeah clever. marshmallow did a live concert in right. Fortnite where like you go into a certain spot could in the game because i mean if you could buy the head i, I mean, think you could you can like buy that crush. skin right. i think like dragon ball z was a recent promo they've done okay. like marvel you could play like the end game i love the brand guy. crossover so like i find a lot of mid-market b-tier players doing this really well like Igloo did this where they would partner with Star Wars and they would do Star Wars themed coolers. Like Igloo mm-hmm. can't be Yeti, but they can be something Yeti's not willing to be. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of what you're saying is like to drive these, they're doing a lot of partnerships, kind of plugging into broader society, bringing in these kind of stars like a Travis Scott or a Marshmallow. Yeah. Who do you think pays who? Do you think it's mutual? Like Travis Scott, there was a Spider-Man one, I think, in Fortnite. So you could like use a oh, web Travis around the Scott game. Scott got paid, baby. He doesn't perform for free. So he would have charged like probably whatever his Coachella fee is or something like that. Yeah. I imagine. I don't know how much he charges, but I mean, he, he probably made over a million bucks from that. Yeah. Fortnite probably made a billion. Yeah. I'm just thinking maybe even like the movie promotions. So like they had Thanos in the game, like is Marvel paying Fortnite for that type of promotion or is Fortnite paying Marvel? Now that one's interesting. So like, if we think about it, like, did McDonald's pay Travis Scott or Travis Scott pay McDonald's? McDonald's paid Travis yeah, Scott. Yeah, 100%. But I, who's the big boy when it's two corporations like that? Maybe they do a 50-50 split. Uh, maybe it's a co-marketing. Yeah. So it could be more like classical co-marketing in like yeah. the B2B space. So it's like, you know, or they share the lead list. Like, because maybe if they, essentially, if you could share all the people, if you got the emails of everyone who bought the skins. Mm-hmm that were Marvel related, then you could send them an email the night before the movie went live. You see what I'm saying? I can come up with some ideas here where I could like make it work for both parties on a co-marketing type thing. Yeah. It's gotta be co-marketing a bit more mutual. I think on those, like, cause I don't know who pays Marvel or the, that's a weird, I don't know. Cause like Dodge pays to be the truck, let's say in the Marvel movie, but I don't know if Marvel pays Fortnite or cause who's monetizing it. Technically Fortnite's monetizing it Mm -hmm. directly. And yeah. then Marvel is indirect monetization. Yeah, it's like exposure to the new movie. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I think Audi is the Marvel one, right? Audis are the new electric Audis are in the new Marvel movies. Like the E-Tron or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. And totally, that's Audi paying for that product placement, Heineken and James Bond. Correct. But yeah, I think my fascination yeah. was just how large this market is becoming. Yeah. The fact that it's all digital 
And it's just a, it's a net new platform where money is being spent. Like, I think these kids are asking for these things for Christmas and their birthdays. Yeah. Like they're becoming gifts. Well, they are. You can just buy them a, a Xbox gift card and then they can buy it on yeah. Xbox. Yeah. I mean, that's what people do for me now. Look at me because they know I like to buy my packs. <laughs> so they might give me like an Xbox gift card. So, so can, don't give me a real soccer ball. Yeah, I want my pack. Give me Xbox credit. Exactly. I can't kick it for crap anyway these days. Like I know... <laughs> My Achilles is gone. My calf is gone. It's brutal out here. Now, mine is ironically a little bit, not necessarily like that, but it's kind of, it's a Lego ad. So mm-hmm. I absolutely love the way Lego does their ads. So I'm going to send this to Riley and Riley's going to pull it up for you guys right now. But I'll kind of just kind of talk through it as y'all can see it. So essentially what you got is like a Lego where it's got a piece on top and y'all can see the piece right there. And it's got a piece across, and the shadow on the ground is a plane. And it's obviously a Lego, and it's not a plane, but it shows you it like it cues up your imagination. And so the reason I love this ad so much is, and I talk about this a lot when I speak at conferences and stuff, is this concept of emotion. Mm-hmm. As marketers, I think we have one core thing we're trying to do. We are trying to essentially get someone from apathy to action. Every one of our biggest competitors, apathy. It's not who we think our in-market competition is. It's apathy. And we're trying to get humans to do something, to take an action, whether it's to fill out a form, schedule a meeting, become curious, open up some of their mental capacity. We are trying to get them to do something with our marketing. And I think the best way to get someone to do something is to evoke emotion. So we kind of have at directive an emotional matrix and i'm gonna have riley pull this up for you all so you can see it this is our emotional matrix but to me lego has done a phenomenal job of understanding that imagination that childhood kind of building it's like there's a little bit of an engineer almost in all of us where we like yeah. to put things together well even as a parent seeing that ad like it just makes that connection between like these are two simple two bricks are mm-hmm. using that ad and it just gets your mind to think about like oh like this could get my kid into aviation and using their yeah, imagination and imagination maybe they'll want to be a pilot one day like yeah. it almost connects it to a career path and at least for me when i saw the ad a thousand percent yet it's so simple well i'm also like an idiot so i like bought this like i like porsche so i bought this porsche lego thing legos are serious oh, oh yeah no i didn't know i was such an idiot some of them are tough i haven't a legos in like over 20 years 25 years maybe yeah and so i kind of saw the car and i didn't really think of it and i tried to get it for my son who's like two he's like uh, no thanks i can't even do it so i was like and i thought i could do it in like an hour at night like a, just like a quick puzzle no these lego yeah. toys are a commitment yeah something like that like a car one or like a storm like a like the a millennium falcon millennium i think it's the hardest one yeah, I mean, it probably would take you, what, how many hours? 25 hours? I don't even know. Hour-wise, I think people spend, like, a month on that stuff. Yeah, it's insane. And then I get, my problem is I get all the way done with the sheet, you know, in the instructions. By the way, Lego, because they're a global company, doesn't use any words on their instructions. Brilliant for margins. So they don't have to recreate hmm. their... Yeah, the translations. No and... translations. It's all done like that. But you, can, I can't tell you how many times I think I've done it right, and I look back, and I misplaced a piece or something. Oh, I'm when you skip a redoing. step and oh. it was 20 steps to go, that's game over. Bro, I am always redoing. This car is never going to be built. I think I could build a real <laughs> Porsche before I could build a Lego one. Like, it's really serious stuff. 
Yeah. But what I love about the ad and about their branding, to your point earlier around the in-game apps, is they don't make you feel that way. Like, look at this, break. Look how simple this ad is. Yeah. That makes you think you could just build a plane with Legos as a child and you could imagine you're on a plane. Yeah, you can start anywhere. I built a Boeing 737 in 30 minutes is what it makes you think. Now, trust me, Legos have massive amounts of psychological friction, but I never realized that because they do such a good job in their marketing and branding that you think it's so easy. Kids do it like anyone can do this, but they have adult Legos and they have child Legos and they've monetized Mm -hmm. it through cross promotion partnerships like Disney, like all the Disney stuff is in Legos. All the car stuff is in Legos, all the different Star Wars, Legos, those movies are popping. They have video games about it. Yeah, they've got video games. They got movies like Lego has done such a good job of inserting themselves into society and doing it in a way where. It doesn't feel expensive. So, Brady, what about Lego? I don't know. Do you have a lot of exposure to Lego? Yes. Okay. so what about it stands out to you? Because if you think about it, it's such a fascinating concept. Like this ad is so simple. But I think the fact that they're making it simple Mm -hmm. is the magic because Legos aren't simple. And that's why I love the ad. It makes you think, oh, this is fun and creative and I'm going to do this. It'll be fun date night. And then you open up the box and it's a little intense, but you've already bought the box. So like, kind of what's your take on that? Well, I think the ad shows there's it kind of shows the most basic level of what Legos can be. Like for me, I mean, my Legos is a big part of my life. Okay, mine too. Did you have the I had a Lego table growing up, like a little table that would sit at. I never. Yeah, I I just had a bucket in my bedroom floor and I would spend hours building Legos. That's cool. Yeah. My dad knows old really when you're little, you know, those like plastic tables you can get like the. Yeah. He put a wood cover on top of it, mm-hmm. and then it had a Lego top. Oh, like the mat that yeah. you could stick pieces on? Yeah, so the whole table was like a Lego board, yeah. and I just grew up doing those, but I was a kid. Yeah. I think I, I'm handy like around the house because yeah. of Legos. Really? Yeah, like I'm confident fixing a sink, installing things. I honestly think because of Legos, and that transferred over to like I would build my own bike jumps in the garage and do well, all that Legos stuff come with instructions and the pieces are available. So the same way you can go to home Depot, you can watch a YouTube video yeah. and it's real life Legos. It's crazy. Yeah. I'd be, I'm sure like a lot of engineers probably had Legos yeah. as a childhood and a big part of it, but I'm excited to have kids. I don't care yeah. what gender. I think Legos are just such a vital part of development. Oh, are you kidding me? If we can get more women in STEM, we can get more people in STEM. It's gonna be awesome. But from the marketing angle of it, Brady, do you, do you think they sh- should keep it so simple? Because I was a little thrown off. I'm not going to lie to you. Because when I got the Porsche, I genuinely thought it was going to be simple. I thought I could do it with my kid. I could not. Well, did they? What's the age on the box? 10 plus? I didn't even think about it. That's what I'm saying. I'm so brainwashed from being a little kid last time I did Legos that I just kind of. I realized I had a box of Legos, though. I wasn't. And I was always just building things with. Yeah, I would get kits as a kid and I'd build it, but then I would scrap it and I just had tons of pieces and I would build like custom like robots and jets. I actually have a pretty good story. Not too much of a tangent. No, I I love it. That's what I mean. Have you listened to this podcast before? Yeah, the entire podcast is tangent. It's a good story, though. (laughs) I apologize to my mom in advance for this one, but I built this robot as a kid and I spent so much time on it. I was so proud of it. And I came home from school one day 
and it was shattered on the floor. <laughs> okay. And I mean, I was, I was young. I was maybe eight, nine years old. And I still remember this. And my mom told me that the, the cleaning lady, she was like doing dusting. She knocked over and she felt terrible about it. And I love her cleaning lady. So, you know, I got over it and I was 18 and I was in France with my family and you know i was able to drink there and i was telling my family like all my high school stories just like opening up i just put everything out there well brady got you know. a little bob was uh was, his no, bob it, it, was, was it was brady? a moment okay, like okay. you know a little tipsy we're having you know we're just you know, a little like we're in yeah. here uh, my sister was talking. telling them about the b plus yeah. she got once i was telling them about the parties and yeah, yeah. and my mom was like i kind of have a story oh no she broke the Lego robot. And she blamed it on, the cleaning, blamed it on the cleaning lady. Oh, I, I, I thought it because my I mean, my mom is the last person to do something like that. So you thought I saw it. What it was, happened to your trust in society in that moment? <laughs> it was one of the funniest moments of my life. <laughs> it was one of the most enjoyable moments. Oh, I but that is that is how you can kind of now understand just how much I cared about these Legos yeah. is it drove my mom to put the cleaning lady under the bus did they because she could you not as a kid or did, how did you like the legos did you find them in store was it due to the placement would you go to toys r us would you be at target like how how did legos as what was the marketing if you can remember your childhood at all is there any part of marketing as a child um, that stood out to you it's an interesting thing right do you chicken yeah. do you market to the how do you market to children ethically yeah it's a children's product or yeah. how do you convince parents that it's good for their children you know what i mean yeah, I'm trying to remember if like a new kit was advertised on like Nickelodeon or anything like that. Yeah. But I do remember being in like the Target aisle of even like there's a Lego store at the mall. And it was I mean, it was a gift because the, the, they're expensive. I don't know how much the Porsche one was, yeah, yeah, but like a big kit yeah. is over $100. And I think it was still expensive back then in the 90s. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But I mean, I went to Legoland. And so just even them having a theme park. And the way Legoland is decorated is they have everything's built out of yeah, Legos. Yeah. And I just you thought... You had your driver's license, remember that? Yeah, yeah. They actually had stoplights, so which is kind of cool. Lego, you think? To go back to our yeah, earlier yeah. conversation. Um, yeah, you get what I'm saying? Because like, Lego needs it to sell to Porsche's audiences, audience, and Porsche needs it to sell into Lego's audience to a certain extent, right? Yeah. I don't know if like Porsche just gives them the rights or they probably sell them the rights. They don't give it. I don't think Porsche. That's what them. I'm. Yeah, I'm wondering because it's good for Porsche. It's good. For it's both. also good for Lego. Yeah, we got to do some research, Riley. Maybe you can tell us next week on our show. We'll start it off with who pays Porsche or Lego on the partnership. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Now, I want to talk about market this. Yeah, what are we doing this week? Are you ready for it? Yeah. Tesla. They don't do marketing. Not yet. That's the point. Elon, if you're watching, <laughs> buckle up, baby. <laughs> you might know engineering. <laughs> There's actually concept ads out there Wait, really? that Elon has reacted to. And what do you think? Like, he, There's like an article like, Elon gave great feet, like, love this ad. But he still doesn't do ads. He puts all of his R&D I mean, like, in engineering. Let's stop with this. He doesn't do ads because no, he like has the... a referral program. Well, actually, he ended it. He only does many, it for. Okay, so before we say Tesla doesn't do ads, and everybody hates on Elon for his social following. I'm just going to real quick for the audience. I'm going to do a little live search. We'll pull this up for you all so you can see it too. Elon Musk followers. When everybody acts like he isn't the greatest <laughs> marketer of our generation. 
Okay, he's 104 million followers as a CEO of a space company and a car brand. Yeah. I don't think the CEO of Ford or General Motors has 104 million followers, yet they're running ads all day. So before we act like yeah. Elon doesn't do advertising, he does, let's say, personal branding. He's on the biggest podcast in the world. He might as well just be a media celebrity. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing for his marketing. Yeah. So. Elon and Tesla does marketing, but they do it ironically as founder-driven marketing yeah. for a billion-dollar company. Yeah, because he does the keynote, right? Similar to Apple. Like, that's a huge ad is the keynote yeah, itself. but Tim Cook isn't going on Joe Rogan. No. Zuck was on Joe Rogan. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I haven't seen that one. I'm curious just about the interview because, I mean, not because I like Joe Rogan, because I like to see what Mark Zuckerberg thinks like. Was but. in the metaverse? No, this is a real life no. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but my point being here is, Tesla, we're going to do marketing for because Tesla doesn't do marketing necessarily unless you count putting a Tesla in space, not as marketing. This is my point. You get like they do some of the best marketing. Yeah. They just the best part of their marketing is that they don't do marketing, but they don't do from what I can tell true paid ads. Yeah, they're not doing Super Bowl commercials or not doing. So I kind of think what we could come up with Brady for them is maybe a more consistent Tesla-driven PR strategy. Uh, Tesla-driven, I see what you did there. I that like it. fits within their ethos. So what I mean by that, and um, we kind of talked about this before, here's what my first concept. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Close your eyes. Early February, football's in the air, Super Bowl's going. Super Bowl week's crazy with the media. A couple things we can do. We can take the star quarterback for the starting team, make sure they show up to the game in a new Model S Platt. You know how they have them all driving yeah, in? Yeah. And we can make sure we let the media know so they see us driving in into the Tesla. There's one Super Bowl spot. It's not a TV commercial, but you're going to get a ton of impressions and views on it. Other idea. Goodyear blimp. Heard of it? Yeah. Hanging from the Goodyear blimp is a Tesla that's going around the Super Bowl. Also, not traditional advertising would fit within their ethos of we don't do ads like all the other truck brands. We already put a Tesla in space. Why not in the atmosphere? So that's kind of my angle I would take as like CMO of Tesla. Yeah. Is more about kind of like social, like not social and paid social, but like kind of like guerrilla marketing almost style, but for Tesla. And I think it would fit their ethos. Yeah. But do you think there's going to be a time for them to have TV commercials? Because I mean, their market share... Q1 versus Q2, Tesla, like EV global market share dropped nine points. I think they were 75 and they dropped to. Yeah, you got new new players like Rivian. You got um, the other one. Well, Ford and even Hyundai. The the Fords, they're all. But knowing that, I mean, 75 just in Q1 of 2022. I mean, that's huge market share. Why would you have to advertise? So I'm just curious if Mm. the market share is going to force advertisement upon elon because right now he just says like i put that all that in r&d and innovation like that's where i put that money but i mean with the market share they've had it's not as competitive okay so the business case would be that they would have to prove either incremental increased sales online it's all incrementality at this point if you're tesla because i'm already getting x amount of revenue you have to get me y amount and that's supposed to be like let's say 3x and gross margin, cost of goods sold, of the increase. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say, okay, yeah, I'd have to get what ten percent more 
revenue by running ads. I don't know in Tesla's defense if advertising would drive that outcome for them. Like yeah, I running don't know. TV ads, like doing a traditional like Tesla driving down the street. And could you make the argument that that would lower the value of Tesla if you started like? Because I think Tesla has a different problem. I think Teslas were cool until like last year, mm-hmm. and I think you, there are they took so much market share that having a Tesla is like having a Camry. Like having a Model Three is like having a Toyota Camry. Yeah, but I think they're equipped with like features that can make it cool to the like well, yeah, mass zero to market. Sixty under four seconds. I mean, I'm even thinking like you know the dog feature. Yeah. Right. That's a great commercial. Is setting your car to dog mode when it's 110 okay, degrees. Okay, I like that. So that's like UVP marketing. And not a lot of people know about that feature unless no, they don't. You're big on YouTube. And I and used you- to have a Tesla. I sold it, but I did have one for almost three years. Yeah. It's a great car. Because I'm kind of thinking like what you see commercial wise, like Samsung versus Apple versus Google. Yeah, but does anyone buy an Apple phone or a Samsung phone because of those ads anymore? I think so. I think like even Apple Watch, the emotional ads about like the people who were getting lost at sea, but because they had GPS and Apple Watch, like they got rescued. I know, but some purchases to me are different than others. Like in B2B, you don't have massive brands. So direct response works really well because I'm looking for an ERP software. And I might have heard of NetSuite. I might have heard of, let's say, Sage. But then I discover a third and fourth one I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think you can make the argument that maybe my mother could go online and search electric sedan and discover Lucid. I would argue my mom does not know Lucid. But I would argue she does know Tesla. So if she wanted electric sedan, Tesla would already be in her consideration. Mm-hmm. But Lucid won it. So that's why I'm yeah. saying it's there as the market leader with 75% market share, dipping to 70, you're gonna go to 60, you're gonna go to fit like there, but the market's gonna triple. It's just gonna be, you know, they're gonna have more market cap, less market mm-hmm. share, because the the electric vehicle market's gonna go. Yeah. But I think you could do feature driven. I like you said though, I think we could do feature driven marketing for Tesla. And I think we could kind of stay in the we don't do ads type thing but like what if we could figure out if we partnered with like like a like more partnership type stuff so maybe we partnered with like the number one dog shelter in america and it was like people don't love tesla as dogs do and so you could do like talking dogs and all the dogs talking about like how hard it was back in the day when we had these other cars and now my life's better because i get a tesla so it's like the dog bought the tesla like you could do yeah. clever. Yeah. Someone picking up dogs off the streets and the Tesla's full of dogs and whenever they like go in to get them water and food, it turns into dog mode and they're all just chilling in the car. Correct. literally. And then there's another dog and it's got like some like emergency first responder breaking the windshield. Yeah. And like the dog's calling 911 because they're stuck in the car. and There's no dog mode and they're like trying to press it and they're like in yeah. like one of their competitors trying to press the dog mode. It's not working like the dog's struggling. Like you could do some yeah. serious like. And like the ring commercials, I think there's a lot of videos around the cameras and what the Tesla cameras capture, whether it's an accident or something like that. So similar to ring ads, how they show live footage. So that would be like people who don't want an electric car, but don't understand that electric, like Tesla is more than electric. Yeah, it's more than an EV. It's a technological experience. Yeah. Like my favorite part of the Tesla was the like over air updates. 
Like every other car gets old. Like one of the biggest mm-hmm. reasons you upgrade an older car, like you have an older Lexus right now. Yeah. One of the biggest reasons if I were you, I would upgrade. Do you have Apple CarPlay? No. Yeah, that I wish I sucks. Did. I've like looked into how to, I have a screen, so I want to see if I can like get a USB plug-in of CarPlay. I don't think it works like that. I do, it probably doesn't. No. And so my point being is my Tesla autopilot gets better. I could, I bought more horsepower. Yeah. Like that was so cool. Like I could buy features or some features got given to me for free. Like I got 20% more battery life or something as for free. Just because of the software update. Yeah. That part is really special. But you weren't paying for seat warmers like BMW. Yeah, they did do that weird, like nickel and dime. Again. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying? Like Tesla did kind of pioneers like features as a service, right? But they also give you a lot of them for free. And it's fun as an owner. I like subscribe to like the beta ones because I want to get them early. And it's like, you know, it's like a little Christmas morning when you get your little notification, new update for the Tesla. Mm-hmm. So, but I think you could imagine the ad you can run Brady. Where someone wakes up in the morning and they look at their phone and it's like Tesla update ready. You hit install and your car is like a transformer. And it transforms in 15 minutes into a completely different vehicle and it never becomes old. And it shows maybe like a three-year time lapse of like uh, someone owning um, a Prius and then someone owning a Tesla. And then over three years, like their driving experience completely changes in the Tesla and the Prius stays the same. Like you could do so much to, I think, educate yeah. the broader market yeah i think they need to advertise the nuances yeah. to stay competitive but i just don't think they've had to in the past so i totally get elon's plan and that was a campaign in itself saying he doesn't do campaigns yes. but looking at the market share the global market share of evs i do think so you think we can monetize what's the medium could we could we monetize it on like programmatic on kind of like crappy tv or can we go with like real like media buy for Super Bowl, we don't have to do a blimp. We could buy a commercial that was the dogs all loving dog mode in the Tesla. Do you think? Yeah. Because I do agree that the features could drive revenue. I think you could drive incremental revenue for, you know, like when you find out that In-N-Out has a secret menu mm-hmm. for the first time and then you have to go in and order animal style yeah. because you do. I heard one. a five guys hack the other day. Insane. Wait. You want to go into it just real quick? I mean, Brady, you're going to anyway. So yeah, I'm going to anyway, there. whether it's on the podcast <laughs> or not. Anyway, so five guys, if you get a cheeseburger, okay. it comes as a in in and out terms, a double double. That's just the standard cheeseburger. And so you get a five guys cheeseburger. You have the toppings on the side and you order an extra bun for free. And you can make two cheeseburgers, single patty cheeseburgers out of it. That's hilariously cheap and i did something like that when i was broke starting this company dude five guys is super expensive you kind of got to fight back a little bit i was too poor to have a vanilla latte while i worked i was living on 12 dollars a day when i started the business and what i would do is i would get what's called a cafe misto and add in vanilla i'll never forget the cafe misto and then the fresh and easy expired food i lived off of cafe mistos with vanilla and expired food out of fresh and easy because they had like food that went bad that day yeah, yeah. Or the day before, it's like within 24 hours of expired. And I that's how I survived. I was buying like lobster bisque for like $1. $1.75 that was going to expire in like two hours if I didn't eat it. Oh my gosh. I did the Chipotle hack the other day, the college one, where you get the tortilla on the side of a bowl. So you can get a tortilla on the side for a bowl for free. And I pretty much made a full burrito and I had more than half of my bowl left. So is that more for food lunch or next cheaper? day? You, you like legit get two meals out of it. 
So you make enough to fill the tortilla for a burrito, and that was my make, dinner. Brady. You don't need to be doing this. And then I microwave <laughs> the rest of the bowl for lunch. I know that you make enough to not be splitting burritos at this point in your life, bro. I mean, it was it I'm was more worried. it was more convenience of having lunch already there the I next know, day I'm than it was the expense. But I'm a little worried about. But this. it was a nice win, dude. If you feel you're poor, buying too many skins. Yeah, that, I mean. <laughs> The Fall Guys skin was my first because I've been that guy. I've never paid for these free games. And did you talk crap on it? I've just in, I don't talk crap. I've just enjoyed that. Yeah. Like I get to play this game I love and I haven't even paid for it. I paid for the Xbox, obviously, but I never paid for a game. Yeah. And that was my first time giving back was I, I bought giving back. I love that. You're almost like you're on the headphones carry. and the fanny pack. You gave back. I gave back. Yeah. You felt bad for these game publishers. I mean, they've been giving me so much entertainment. <laughs> Just like Twitch, I sometimes it. I subscribe now. I'm like, dude, yeah. I've you've entertained me. Yep. No, I, I that's true. If you, if you feel like someone's earned your business now, where the heck, dude? I, uh, you I'm were talking. Overtime. You were you were going you into overtime. You were going here. into the In and Out uh, hack. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The secret menu and um, Tesla. So we think we can do what audio ads too? Can we run podcasts? I think a podcast ads could be big. That would be interesting. Like that would be fun I think to get crush for Tesla. A creative, like a, maybe a hyper creative approach on like, how do you advertise automotive I through audio? You want to hear? Especially cars that don't make sounds. I think I hear. Elon does it himself. That'd be cool. Yeah. And he essentially does ad read himself. We write all the copy for him. Elon does the ad read. And I think that would crush as a, as a unit because, and I, what would we have him talk about? I, I don't want to just take all the ideas. So like, what, what, what would you have Elon talk about if Elon was doing a podcast ad for Tesla? Well, it could be kind of funny to make it almost a very standard car ad, but then it comes across as like, Elon's too cheap to hire a voice actor for it. So have he you read ever it. listened to Elon? Yeah. Has he ever made you laugh? Yes. Non, non like, but no, you, I, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? He makes you laugh because of the way his brain works, not because yeah. of his comedic timing. Yeah. For lack of a better way, laughing at him, not with him, even though I feel like you're not laughing I don't laugh at, at him, him in that way, but no. that's the best way I could explain it. He he you laugh out of almost your own insecurity because your brain could have never gone there, if that makes yeah. sense. But yeah. I don't know if that inspires you to buy from him. So I feel like what could inspire you to buy from him is if he did an ad of all the product releases he was super passionate about that were coming in live updates. Mm -hmm. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I just don't know. Is this going after? Is this aligning too much with the people who already love Elon? Or is this going to open them up to that market that was maybe going to go with the new Hyundai? Well, I don't know why someone would buy an electric Hyundai over a Model 3 in all transparency. I would start with that because you have no chargers. Right, Tesla has chargers everywhere. Yeah, which is a good ad. Just the ground. Once again, it's a feature. Covered, yeah. And it's a competitive advantage. Because, I mean, going through Kettleman City, if you all have never gone through Kettleman City... You're driving, I think it's off the five and you're going up through central California. There's in Kettleman city. I mean, it's a crate. They've got a full Tesla cafe. You go in, you get a coffee. They got world-class like lounge yeah. area and you're these superchargers. I mean, it's like 15 minutes, right? I think it's 20, like right, like around. That's like, why they have the coffee and everything. Yeah. But I mean, I actually liked doing the road. See, like, I think there's an angle where you can take what people think is a negative. It's like, oh, you got to stop every 300 miles. 
I loved yeah. it because I drove from here to Texas twice in my Tesla. And it kind of every two and a half hours, I got a break. Yeah. And I never once waited on my charge. I'd go in, use the restroom, maybe eat some food, buy a snack, came back. I was off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. It's all perception of that time. It's like people don't like waiting or don't not like waiting. They don't like waiting with nothing to do. Yeah, but it felt kind of nice on a long trip to get a little bit yeah. of a break. And I'm sure like I know you maybe did some solo trips to Texas, but yeah. family time can happen. No, I did family trips. Okay. Oh, so at the Tesla charging, trips. that's why I loved it. Family time can happen. Yeah, the kids all got out, we stretched their legs, we walked around, and I thought it was great. So yeah, I think we could do this. I just think the Elon on the podcast ad, I don't you're right. If you talk only about updates, you would probably appeal too much the to fanboys the, already. To the fanboys who yeah. already like that. I think if you tried to do satire when it hit right, you could do something slightly funny. You go like, hey, I'm Elon Musk. I told my team we don't do any ads, so this doesn't count. But I wanted to give you all three reasons why you might want to think about going to one of our dealerships. Yeah. Yeah. How does he transition out of being known for not doing ads know. to doing ads? Like I know. That's what's hard. But if he did the ad, it would work in audio format because yeah. he's such a cult character. That I think him delivering the ad, yeah. but I don't know the angle. That angle is tough. Well, he is very transparent. Like he's the first person to go back on, hey, this was a bad idea. And now we're doing it this way. Oh, that's what it should be. It should be an anti-ad. Hey, my name's Elon Musk. I'm only doing this right now because my uh, my I lost a bet with the ad team. They told me X, Y, or Z. And they said, if I lost, I had to buy, I had to do this ad. So, hey, buy my cars or don't. I don't really care, but I have to do this ad. Now that... Yeah. Yeah, he needs to have a moment where he tells the market why he's doing it. He can't just go back on his. Yeah, and I think you could do it like he lost a bet. Yeah, or it's a part of the overarching plan. Like they can make Tesla even better if they sell more. And with these competitors coming out. So if you want better Teslas, buy more of my cars. I'm trying not to do more of these ads, but thank you. And I think that ad would crush. The media would cover it. Everyone would talk about it. Yeah. But I, I still don't know if the Kia buyer, I think that's where the features come into play. Yeah, I agree. So, is, but that's like, you can't do, I don't know if you can do like a voice. I guess you could. You can do voiceover actor and just do a features ad. I don't think Elon could do that kind of yeah. ad. But you could do voiceover actor, like voice actor. And you, they could say like, you could talk about dogs on one ad and you could yeah. do like a whole sequence. Because I think you're competing against brand loyalty. I think that's a big thing in cars. Are people loyal to Hyundai though? Yeah. I think so. I know people are loyal to Honda and Toyota. I just didn't know if they're super loyal to Kia and Honda yet. You know what I mean? Like these kind of up and comers, like maybe yeah. if you're, I think they're Korean brands. So maybe if you're yeah, Korean. Yeah, I think a lot of Koreans like to buy Korean cars and then could same. Could you just exclude Koreans then and just not even try to get the Koreans? Or could you only target Koreans and then go after it? Yeah, I but there's still be- like the Japanese, German, and then the American automakers. I think there's a lot of brand loyalty in almost every Market. I buy German cars a lot of times because I'm German or I'll buy American cars because I'm American. I agree with that. Like you buy from your national. Like, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of non-French people driving Renault or Renault. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I think like as all of these automakers are now having EVs, I think it's Elon up against a lot of that brand loyalty. That should have been around for 100 years. And he has now. the affordable car too. So it's not like he's sitting in this market More where it's affordable, like. affordable, faster, longer range. His interiors are bad. The tech is insane. The tech is insane. The interiors are genuinely bad. It's miss. It's, like, what do you mean by that? Like the actual material of the seats, or yeah. okay, and okay. then there's no 
it's so tech forward that there's no dash, there's no anything. Yeah. And then you get in a car and you have a speedo and you have a head up display <laughs> and you have like a nice armrest and you got better seat. I didn't realize how cheap my Model Three was till I bought a BMW afterwards. And I also didn't realize how bad BMW's tech is. So there is some give or take, but like the seats in a BMW and the actual like it like comfort mm-hmm. and just driving exponentially different. The handling, it's a car it's like a it's a race car. Yeah. Tesla's a a sedan that they made go really fast. Mm-hmm. So when you said speedo, were you talking about speedometer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't uh, I just had to go back yeah, yeah, there. No, no. Sorry, that's a, I just did a car guy term. My bad. Uh, yeah, I heard it. I was like, yeah, when you get in with your speedo, like the leather just sucks. <laughs> I was like, what, what you never felt the BMW leather on your butt cheeks? When no. You get in one of those with no. A speedo? No. <laughs> that's honestly the first way I processed that. And so then we're I Tesla. On. We can do some shock ads at first. I think we kind of got to warm. I think he has a freedom to. Yeah. I think we got to do some shock ads, though. I think we got to warm ourselves up. Like a couple sponsorship, partnership ads, kind of like yeah. Bose has the headphones. We could have a couple like, you know, players yeah. drive up in Tesla, start there, do a little bit like a blimp with the Tesla on it. And then we could start there and then we could slowly start to introduce audio ads, maybe some TV ads. And I agree. Focus on features. Yeah, standard features. I think similar to how Apple does That's their true. feature Apple marketing. Does their marketing. Each commercial is usually around one feature. What a great case study for them to follow too. Like you don't. You don't, you want to be Apple. Apple already has the most market share. And I would argue if people could buy a phone, they'd buy an Apple yeah. except for the I random I think their person. marketing, marketing yeah. is their market share. It's why they have it. And then it's their product. Their product is their marketing, just like Apple. And so you need to bring the lesser known parts of the product to life. But I don't know if you want to be a lifestyle because Apple does lifestyle. Yeah. I don't know if Tesla can do lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, would you consider the dog commercial like a lifestyle ad? I would not consider the dog. I, I the dogs could be a lifestyle. I don't think dogs are innately a lifestyle. I think let's pause for a second and ask ourselves which car manufacturer has successfully used lifestyle to grow their market share outside of the luxury manufacturers. I don't think anyone buys a Ford for the lifestyle. I don't think they play with a GMC. Van. Yeah. They're all those guys are all selling features for the most part, but it's all off their newer models. See, Tesla doesn't do new models. The Model Three I bought is the same Model Three you would buy today, and it's been like three years. Mm-hmm. So they have insane margins. Because if you think about it, the a GMC or a Ford, what, what what how long do they left like a frame? It goes what three years, maybe four five, and then they have a new body frame, a new, and they got to update the interiors. So I just bought a GMC truck. It's a heavy duty. The heavy duty doesn't have the new interior this year, but the half ton does. The yeah. 1500 has the new interior. It's great tech. Mine doesn't have it, but I got the big engine. So I went with the engine, not the tech. But you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if, what lifestyle would you be? Like, you're just a nerd. You see what I'm saying? Like, well, that's, that's the, the thing part like about I, being a Tesla person. I think the lifestyle can maybe pull them into different markets. Like, I don't know the demographic makeup, but I think Tesla is known as the tech guy car. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So you're going to lean more into that? Or are you gonna go well, the- I think like maybe the dog would be a lifestyle ad, but it opens it up to like, so like oh, yeah. Some like, woman is driving the Tesla. She drops her kids off at maybe preschool. And then she has her dog with her in the car. She goes to get a smoothie. Yeah. And the dog's still in the car. And now she gets to leave in the car. Yeah. 
and not have to worry about it shows you take the kids out but then dogs are different kind of thing and you have the dog in there you yeah. put it in dog mode and it shows her living her life with dog that could sell you're right that there, there is some lifestyle features where i know my wife would love to be able to take her dog with her and like put her car in dog mode and then go get it yeah like do something for example so I'm thinking yeah, I, I would still say that's lifestyle, but it's more lifestyle not to lean into the current demographic they have. No, it's to open it's them up to different. I, it's called functional lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, I think if you no, do functional uh, yeah. lifestyle, yeah. I think you could really crush it like autopilot. I mean, you can't tell the truth about autopilot, but like <laughs> if they could show how many emails you Find, could send. Like the off market gloves that you Velcro onto the steering wheel. <laughs> like if they could show like the amount of work you get done in your Tesla with autopilot yeah. or that's like, but it's more functional. I think mm -hmm. the car is very functional. You could show how, like, the roof racks are only, I think, a hundred dollars, and you could show what what you can do with the roof rack on a Tesla. Because most people don't put roof racks on theirs. I did. Yeah, loved it. Let me surf whenever I wanted. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm kind of like, you're right. I think functional lifestyle focused on lesser known features. Yeah, and, and then also showing all the charging stations. Like bringing the charging network to life and then you could do it like, you know, the Verizon commercial where they show the other guys mm -hmm. and they show like the lack of coverage. I think you could literally copy that Verizon ad that we've seen a hundred times with all the lights around the globe. And you do that with chargers. Yeah. A family trying to plan a trip and the dad's like, no, we can't make it there. No, we can't make it there. And then the Tesla dad's like, we can go anywhere kind of thing. Ooh, I love it. The See, kids, the kids are all stoked. Oh, I want to go to Yosemite. Oh, we can't. I think we could we take market share it. with this ad campaign. I really do. Yeah, I think, and I think it could all align with like the values of why Elon's not doing ads. And I think we could have Beacon set up, and I think we could incrementally see foot traffic and sales. Yeah, because he'd never done advertising, so you could literally just go period over period, and there's no new models launching, not a ton of new features yeah. lately. And he just dropped nine points in global market share. So I think it's now the time Elon, for it. The time is now. Yeah. Time is yesterday. I love it. Well, we talked in-app purchases. We talked Legos and we talked Tesla. I want to go do Legos. Send me your Porsche kit. I'll go finish it up. I, know. I think you need to finish bring it. it. Bring it to the podcast I next know. week. I'll, I'll get that done for you. No, it's like this badge of honor. You know, like you can't not finish it yourself. Yeah. But you also know you're not going to do it for another like five years. So, but hey, this has been amazing. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Uh, you know, leave us some great reviews on podcasts, like and subscribe, ring the bell for the YouTube channel. And um, you're going to get a YouTube episode this week. And next week, we're going to have everything fully going, we're kind of piloting this, we're testing it out. Leave some comments, though, because Riley's working really hard on it. And um, love to keep the audience engaged. And if you have any questions, Maybe you guys got some ideas like, hey, do a market this for this company or here's some ads that made us jealous. Like we're always down to crowdsource. So get involved. Yeah. Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. See you next week.